Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Roisin. And welcome to the Fitness Fertility Podcast. This podcast is all about how improving your physical fitness can help support you on your very own fertility journey. I'm a personal trainer who specializes in training women with fertility problems. I myself have PCOS and have had two beautiful boys, and I'm on a mission to help you do the same. Before we get into it, we'll be discussing other themes such as where do babies come from, pregnancy loss and bereavement. We may also be sweary from time to time. We are optimistic, lighthearted girls, but we know this is a really stressful time for some of our listeners. We respect that. In this week's show, we are discussing your fertility survival kit part two. We will be talking you through fertility journey must-haves, things you have to have in your toolkit when going through infertility and trying to conceive. So last week we discussed a couple of key items to put into your fertility survival guide. Thermometers, lubricant, cycle trackers. If you haven't listened to last week's show, stop now. Go back and listen and come back to us. We will be waiting for you and this will make a whole lot more sense. Believe me. Going on from the five things we had in the tracker last week, what are we putting in this week? Number one from this week's show is ovulation predictor kits, often known as OPKs. These were a revelation to me, Roisin, when I was getting into my kind of trying to conceive journey. Literally didn't know they existed before I was anywhere near this TTC community. And when I did find out about them, they were an absolute game changer. Basically, what they do is they predict when you're about to ovulate, hence them being called OPKs. And they measure hormones, in particular LH, which is luteinizing hormone. And what normally happens is you have a surge before ovulation. And so the idea is the kit picks up on this surge. It indicates to you that ovulation is about to happen and you do what you need to do. You do the baby dance. You have fun, fun, sexy time with your partner. The idea being obviously you're about to ovulate and um, you're setting yourself up in the best possible position to get pregnant this month. Do you want to hear my OPK stories? Yes, because I don't actually think I've heard these. So yeah, definitely. I've got two beats. Okay, so when we decide that we're going to start trying I'd heard a whisper that these things existed. I went into Boots <laughs> for anyone outside the UK or Ireland. It's like CVS in the US. It's a major pharmacy. I went in and I said, is there kits that, you know, you wee on, you know, <laughs> when you ovulate? So she got me a box and she said, yeah, like you just said, they are a predictor of ovulation. It means that you know when to, to plan to light the candle, so to speak. The first time I used it, I left it on the side. I had a window with a low windowsill and my dog was particularly young at the time. He's called Doodle. <laughs> I just heard this chewing. Oh, <gasps> no. And then I was like trying to get it out of his mouth. Doodle ate your kit. He ate my kit the first time and I used them sporadically. But when I started feeling really funny and I was driving to work and I'm going, I feel really strange. And I had this little voice in the back of my head saying, you are pregnant. I know it sounds weird, but this actually happened. So I went back to Boots because where do you go in an emergency, Maria? Where do you go oh, in an absolutely. emergency? Back, back to Boots. You go back to Boots. And I think I confused the hell of the lady behind the counter. <laughs> I rocked up <laughs> with a pregnancy test, OPKs and sanctuary towels. Oh, Roisin. Because I didn't know what was wrong with me. I was feeling so strange. 
I thought it's going to be one of the three. Oh, Roisin. And of course, you need to tell us in that particular story, was it the pregnancy? It was the pregnancy in that particular story. That just shows you how much on the fence I was. They were amazing and it showed my pattern. I was lucky that I had quite a regular period anyway. But even in there, there was subtle differences. I know for you, Maria, having PCOS, did it give you any kind of pattern or, or was it you were just trying to wee on them constantly? The last one. So the problem with PCOS is that you're, because I wasn't having regular cycles, I literally didn't know when I was going to ovulate. For me, they were really important. But what would happen was my body would kind of gear itself up to ovulate and you might even get a surge and then just nothing happened. So this happened over and over and over again. And to be honest with you, it's quite demoralizing because you just kind of think, Ugh, why am I even bothering? But for me, the key time when they did work was when I was on Clomid because the Clomid worked and it was like a miracle. And I think it was around day 13. So just before the textbook day 14, boom, got a positive on the OPK. And to be honest, I did nearly fall over in shock, but um, it worked incredibly well. And it was right. You know, I then went on to ovulate. Thank you, Clomid. Yeah, it must be a mm-hmm. huge sense of relief, but also achievement. It's like, yeah, well done, ovaries. You ripened just at the right moment. (laughs) What else are we going to put into this kit? The next one is slightly less physical, if you will, but very, very, very important. The next thing that I'm going to put into my toolkit is actually community. And there is a saying in the infertility community, and it's that you're part of the nicest community that you never want to be part of. To be fair, I couldn't agree more. When you were going through it, Maria, where did you find your community? This is where social media really, really comes into its own. And we have talked about the pros and cons of social media in the past. For me, one of the amazing things was meeting so many women who were also trying to conceive and importantly, like women who had really similar lives to me. It was that thing of being able to recognize other people who were in the same boat as me. And it just brought a certain level of comfort and it meant I could reach out to people. And even if it was just that feeling of actually I'm not alone, and that was hugely, hugely important. So you have the advice and you have the the chats and you even make friends. It was just this idea of, do you know what? I'm not alone. That really helps you feel better. And when you say that you went on the socials, was it like Instagram, yeah. YouTube? But I also believe, and this is a shameless plug for our podcast, that's why you wanted to set up the podcast initially was to give really good information in a really friendly and warm way. Yeah. You felt really quite overloaded in the early stages, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And like you've said, the podcast is to bring a community together, to help people feel less alone, but to give really important information. And and I listen to podcasts and you very quickly find ones that you like and people that you, you know, you feel connected to. And there were a couple in particular that I listened to for years and years and years, and they genuinely helped me. So community, whether it's Instagram, you've got TikTok as a massive community as well, and you've got everybody on YouTube. So whichever one you kind of gel most with, you will find. And if you just do things like hashtag TTC community, You know, if you put that into your search bar, you'll find thousands, if not millions of hashtags under the same name. And that's a really good place to start. Yeah, absolutely. And certainly subscribe to the Fitness Fertility podcast because we've got loads of community based information that we send out by Maria's email list. And we'd just love you to join, really, and get involved, ask questions and interact and do all that good stuff. You're more than welcome to join our community, too. Absolutely. Sorry to interrupt, but do you know that I offer a two-week free trial on all my training plans? This means you have access to my fertility-focused training plans, meal plans, 
and accountability calls for the duration of your trial. For more information and to sign up to start your free trial, get in touch at info at fitnessfertility.com. And now back to the show. So we've got the ovulation kits. We've got the community set up. What's next for the kit? This is another massive one. Anybody that gets anywhere near a fertility journey or a TTC journey is going to experience stress. The next thing that's going in our survival toolkit is ways to manage your stress. Got a few little things that I'm going to throw in here, all related to stress management. Now, the first one is one that actually my clients were talking about in our community group just last week. And this is the IVF Positivity Planner. Now, Roshan, I think you might quite like this one because a lot of it is to do with journaling and emotions and the actual process of going via IVF. And I know you're a very strong supporter of journaling. I mean, I was so stressed the other day. So stressed. I actually had to pull the car over safely. Safely and legally, mm-hmm. everyone, yeah. Pulled the car <laughs> over and I had to write a list because in my head it was this swirling. Mm-hmm. You know when it's just like, ah, because I was driving along, I have to do this, I have to do this. I forgot to do this. <laughs> forgot to pick that up. <laughs> oh, and then somewhere in there there was like a pint of milk. There's always a pint of milk in there, Roshan. I have to get it out. It's very hard to write something that doesn't make sense, okay? It's really easy to think things that don't make sense. The other thing I really like, the same kind of vein really, is this idea of free writing. Basically what you've just said, where you don't really think about it, you just go. And it really is quite amazing what comes out when you then look back on the page. It's not, it's not magic. It's not wizardry. It's just a really lovely way to get your thoughts out on the page without overthinking. So just kind of let your pen do what it needs to do for as long as you need it to do it and then come back to it. For anyone that's interested, look up the idea of free writing. It's a really lovely idea and I've used it and it, it genuinely just really helps. Within your IVF positivity planner, I'm sure the space for writing down your thoughts or you can go buy yourself a little journal or a nice notebook. The other concept I came across recently, and I thought this is really remarkable, is this idea of compliment yourself first. There's nothing wrong in saying I'm doing OK or I'm doing all right at this or I'm coping with this or I'm not coping with this, but I'm trying my best or I'm being resilient or I'm just showing up or I've just gotten up and that idea that we're so quick to sort of compliment others or sometimes we compliment others, but we really want them to compliment us, you know? <laughs> we do. If you just compliment yourself, then you don't have to have that weird interaction. You can just say it to yourself. And that reminds me of a really great book that I read when Sophie was a toddler and a friend of mine recommended me the kids book of it, but there's several books called Love Languages. Maria, have you heard of them? I have heard of love languages. I remember looking at the idea when, you know, I was seeing this person and we just weren't quite gelling. It just wasn't quite working. And when I came across the idea of love languages, I realized it's because people show love in different ways. And so it might be that you really care for someone, but if your love language is different, you know, for example, I've learned that I like doing things for people. That's how I show that I care. It might literally be that (laughs) I hoover or I sweep the floor or I tidy up. That's my way of showing I care. But if you're with someone that doesn't recognize that or doesn't work in the same way, you end up in this situation where you feel like you don't care about each other. But actually you do. You just show it in different ways. Yeah, I found it quite incredible. So the theory of love languages comes from a book called The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts. And it's by Gary Chapman. And There's basically five ways that we we communicate love to each other, and that's compliments, physical touch, quality time, the helper, just like Maria is, and gifts. And once you know them, you see them 
everywhere. For example, a really good friend of mine has always got lots and lots of cards and presents everywhere and beautiful wrapping paper and just, you know, Christmas is all, I mean, it's just incredible because she's a gifter. She loves to give gifts. So I've learned with that particular friend, gifts and pretty and really just like, you know, big bows and lots of beautiful paper and the, the whole nine yards. I have another friend that uh, went through, unfortunately went through a terrible breakup and she couldn't understand why he wouldn't do anything for her. Like, you know, she would do everything, do everything. When she read the book, she went, oh, that's it. Apparently after he read the book that all he wanted was a bit of quality time and all she was doing was running <laughs> around the kitchen the whole time. You know, and you become islands really quickly. But I found this to be a really interesting read because the minute you understand your own love language, you can give that back to yourself. So if you like gifts, buy yourself gifts. It's really important to know, though, especially with your children, which is what we've been talking about before, because it helps you relate to your children more. They feel more loved. Everyone's happier. Happy days. Yeah, you understand yourself. You understand your partner. If you have any children, you'll understand them. And for your future children, you'll understand them. And we were actually going to talk about a couple of different books as part of the survival kit, because in the fertility journey, there's a lot of waiting around. A lot of waiting around. So one of the things that I really enjoyed doing when I was going through my fertility journey was just reading. And it didn't have to be a fertility book, although I did read my fair share. So one of the fertility books I did enjoy reading was from The Egg Whisperer, and I just found it incredibly useful. And I enjoyed the book so much, we've actually got Dr. Amy, The Egg Whisperer, coming on the show in a few weeks' time. So make sure you tune into that. She talks all about how to have fantastic quality eggs, and she really gives a lot of really useful information in terms of how to kind of optimise your chances of your fertility journey. You're going to laugh at this one, Roisin, but I also really like Stephen King books, which is like the opposite of The Egg Whisperer, because they're basically like gory horror. I just loved it. And one of my favourite Stephen King books is called Bag of Bones. I don't really know why, but I just love it. I would always have a kind of fiction book on the go just to take my mind off things. But the whole point is, it helps you to de-stress and it worked for me. And that's what we're trying to get in our toolkit. I'm obviously a huge advocate for anything that you can listen to, but I really love my Audible and I like to listen to comedians. They write the best books as far as I'm concerned, because the material is always so damn pat. And the one that really impressed me recently was Jimmy Carr's Before and Laughter. And it really is a tour de force. So if you like a good book and you want a good laugh, go with the comedians. And laughing releases hormones, helps you feel happier, helps you feel less stressed. So I am all in for a very good book. If you're waiting there in those rooms, waiting for clinicians to come out, you might as well enjoy yourself at the same time. You might also give the other patients a laugh as well, so everyone's a winner. We've got our IVF positivity planner, our journaling jotter and something to read. What else are we putting into the survival kit? So the last thing from me that's going in the survival kit is a good therapist or a good counsellor. What I've come to learn throughout my own journey is you can get fantastic therapists who specialise in fertility. Quite often your IVF clinic will offer a counsellor or a therapist, perhaps as one of the packages that they have on offer. Quite a number of my clients have engaged with the counsellor and to be honest, they have found it incredibly useful, even if it's just as a way of clarifying what's going on, processing the information. So I would definitely support the idea of finding a counsellor or a therapist that can really just help you on your journey. The infertility journey can not only put a strain on you, but can with your partner and mm-hmm. also with your work colleagues and people that have to be around and don't understand what you're going through. So 
Ah, oh, like therapy is amazing. Just go and download, go and yeah. download yeah. <laughs> onto these people. They're trained to take it. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Very pro therapy over here. Just to know if the first therapist you work with, you don't click with, please don't give up. Just try and find another therapist because at the end of the day, they're just humans. They will communicate in different ways. Just try again with someone else until you find the right one because it's really important. And when you do find the right one, it can make an absolutely massive difference just to your emotional well-being. So just keep going until you find one. And if you are being a little bit quiet about your fertility journey and you don't particularly want to go and face someone. There's a company called BetterHelp. It's online therapy. They're really good. It's really convenient. It's really affordable therapy and they will match you to the right therapist. Oh, that's good actually, because that's really important. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. They're not a sponsor on this show, I can assure you, but they are brilliant at what they do. I put that in the survival kit as well. So, Maria, have I got this right? In our fertility survival kit, we have thermometers, cycle tracking, lubricant, and not the type that kills your sperm, OPKs, community and places to find them, such as socials, stress management, including the IVF positivity planner, journaling notebooks, good fiction and nonfiction books, as well as therapy, both in person and online. Yes, Roisin. Fantastic. This is one heck of a toolkit. I'm not going to lie. I'm very proud of this toolkit. But genuinely, I, I really do believe that everything in that toolkit will help you massively on your fertility journey. They are all things I've used. So they do come from experience. They come from working with clients. But we both really hope that it, it genuinely helps you on your fertility journey and just takes some of the stress out of it along the way. And if you have any killer products or services that we have not touched on, that you think are linchpins for this journey, you let us know and we'll add those to our list. Absolutely. It's evergreen. So Maria, who will we be talking to next week? Next week, I am very much looking forward to speaking to Dr. Matthew Pryor from the Big Fertility Project. We are talking about how to prepare for IVF, as well as what he's learned about the reasons a miscarriage happens. And also if there's anything that we can do to try and increase the chances of a live birth. So it's a really important episode to so make sure you tune in to hear more. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. Remember to subscribe to get a shiny new episode each week. And please rate, comment and really importantly share with your friends, especially our trying to conceive sisters. You never know who's struggling and they may need that little bit of extra help. This may come as a surprise, but we are not doctors. We strongly recommend you consult with your doctor before beginning any exercise or nutrition program. Get everything checked out first. Your safety is our priority. This has been a Worth a Listen production.